This video is brought to you by Black Moon Games. Check out their products at shop-black-moon.com. It's a new war-torn diesel punk RPG that uses one of my most favorite RPG systems, uh, the D6 uh, West End game system that was really made famous with the Star Wars uh, RPG and the Ghostbusters RPG uh, back in the 80s. Uh, we're going to be talking about Carbon Gray, the RPG from uh, from Magnetic Press Play, uh, and our good friend uh, Andrew E.C. Gaska is joining us this week to uh, talk a little bit about it because he's the author of this game. and. We thought uh, we'd, we'd talk about that, and uh, we'll also talk a little bit about he, how he and I are going to be at Dragon Con this coming weekend, and uh, you'll probably hear about uh, you know him complaining that he has to spend five days with me. That's probably what uh, what the whole episode's going to be about, mostly. So stick around. It's Chaotic Goodcast, episode 116. Hey everyone, welcome to Good Cast, our weekly geeky roundtable. I'm your host, Doug Shoot. With me are my fellow casters, Ben Higgins from Quarterstaff Games. I too complain when I have to deal with Doug for five days. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I mean, I my wife just nonstop complains about me because she has to live with me. So, <laughs> but you know. but we love the time regardless. Absolutely, absolutely. So, and Drew's going to learn to to really really love it here in the next few days. So. Uh, we might have to do a follow-up episode, you know, a few weeks later after he, uh, you know, recuperates from the like the the emotional drain that's going to be spending five days with me. When you think Drew is going to learn to like it, it's like you're going to eat this and you're going to like. It. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You're going to like it. Not feeling that. <laughs> uh, artist. Illustrator of story, that story comic. Oh, that's a totally different oh, guess. It's that's, not on tonight. That's the other caster. That's 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 the other the other yeah. comic person. I'm the you, substitute Barney Smith. Oh no, you're not a substitute <laughs> no. for anybody, Amanda. Uh, artist illustrator of the popular web fantasy right web comic Age of Night. You can check it out at ageofnight.com. The one and only Amanda Call. Hi! Finally got that out. You got it. <laughs> after, after Hello, Amanda. Hi. <laughs> the one and only Geek of the North, Mr. Jason Hunt. Since Barney's not here tonight, uh, I have one for Barney. Uh, I have Inner Beauty, and I have the video for my colonoscopy to prove it. Aww. <laughs> so... For those of you that don't know why Barney's not part of the episode tonight, it's because do. He, he's getting up early and having a colonoscopy in the morning. So he's yeah. busy right now. Yeah, he's, he's busy, busy right, now. right now. <laughs> Poor guy. Drew, Drew, are you? You're not at that age yet, are you? What? I'm like 27. Okay. You, no, that. seriously, seriously though, people, if you are of the age where your doctor recommends it, get a colonoscopy. Don't it, skip on it. It's do. it sucks, but it's important. It is. What yeah, age is. is that that they recommend that? It depends 45. on your, It depends on your family history. I have to start yes, doing them at forty. So. I'm due for one this spring. <laughs> Wow, this is a really yeah. It's a PSA. <laughs> it's a public this yes, it's a public service announcement. What we very do. awkward segment for the show. We've, we value Thank you, Drew, the for health coming of on to talk about colonoscopies. 
<laughs> never around gallstones in the pre-show. Pre oh my god! <laughs> the thing is, I course, never, Barney does. Barney does listen to the episodes he's not on, so he's going to be like getting ready to prep to you know get this done and just yeah. be like, "Those guys are talking about me." Woo! Providing See? encouragement. Even did people he, in the chat are agreeing with us. Did he give you permission to let the world know about this? Or <laughs> <laughs> too late now. Yeah, too late. You share it with us. It's it's public. public He's been pestering us about it for the last like three weeks now, so it's well deserved. Uh, and of course, our celebrity guest caster. You know him from the alien rpg you know him from the terminator rpg you know him from how, how many how many ennies have you won now th at this point <laughs> oh wait wait the ennies for this year haven't taken place yet so no. we, we can't give you a exact and you also know him from multiple uk games awards the one and only andrew ec gaska hello everyone <laughs> <laughs> Drew, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on and, and chatting with us tonight. Well, thanks for having me. Always, yeah, uh, being near, <laughs> but from a distance, uh, I'm a little concerned about Dragon Con, but we'll, we'll deal with that. We're, we're gonna have a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, we're 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 headed to Dragon Con on Thursday, I think. Yep. You, you're getting there first thing in the morning, setting yeah. everything up for me, so I don't have to do it. Uh... I'm getting there at 10 a.m. and I'm going to sit in the bar until you arrive. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's that's a good call. That's the thing you do. <laughs> all right, all right. That's that's fine. I understand. I understand. I, I get it. I get it. I'll I'll set everything up so then that way it all looks nice. Oh, yeah. And remember, who's got your banner? This guy right here. Yeah. <laughs> looks good. It looks good. People are going to be able to see it from miles. I would I wouldn't want to set it up in a way that you know you were like, oh, this is all wrong. Just like, I'll let you take care of it. You know. Yeah. All right. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, we're, I'm really excited. This is the first big convention that uh, I've been that that I'm going to be at since I think Ben, you and I did PAX East, like in 2020. 20. The before times. Yeah, that was like right as things were kind of hitting the you know hitting the fan, as as you say, and 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 yeah, I'm I'm excited to get back. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. We'll we'll take a little some precautions. We're gonna be washing our hands and using some hand sanitizer. Got some snazzy masks that we're gonna wear, Drew. Do we? Are have you, how, how are you feeling about Dragon Con? I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. I, I'm concerned that there's gonna be some people who don't follow the rules because you know it's Dragon Con and kind of it's like screw the rules is what Dragon Con is. But I think I think that um, the convention itself is gonna do everything it can to make it be as safe as possible. So. Um, I'm very much miss doing these shows, so but I want don't want to do them under unsafe conditions. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely not. Bring a flamethrower, um, you're fine. <laughs> what did you say? Bring a flamethrower. Oh, flame <laughs> Get one of those Elon Musk doesn't he sell flamethrowers? <laughs> every, every time someone approaches, be like, this could be you. <laughs> you will respect the perimeter. <laughs> It's the line. <laughs> Drew, this is a, you, you're a regular at Dragon Con, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, I've been a guest for, I want to say, 12 years. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, wow. so, well, I appreciate you uh, having me tag along this uh, this time, and hopefully we can we can uh, 
sell some alien product for free league and and you're going to be doing some some panels oh yeah as well actually i don't have the list handy but i'm i'm on six panels this year i think nice usually usually it's like nine or more but um uh they have they're spreading things amongst the guests because they have a lesser guests account and all this other stuff so but yeah six so it's still a healthy amount um uh one of them is two of them about alien one of them is about alien in general and one of them is about the role-playing game itself um we'll i'll have to well, actually, I'll have to get you that list and we'll post it. Sure. But, um, yeah, no, DragonCon is my favorite convention um, that is not uh, commercial. Like San Diego Comic-Con, I love San Diego Comic-Con. But uh, San Diego Comic-Con, my, my, my routine for that is pretty much I set up, I stay in the, the hotel that's right next to the convention center. Right. I set up there at the pool bar and I make all my meetings so that I'm like, Hey, just calling you. Let me know. I've been on the floor all day, and I, I really, I think we need a break. You want to meet me at the pool bar? And I'm just sitting at the pool bar, <laughs> rotating out meeting. <laughs> nice, that works. So, but but DragonCon is is it's people it, people really care at DragonCon. It's not people just out. Oh, I'm here for something free. It's it's really it's really just fans who love this stuff. Nice. And and it's it's a it's a it's it's a great convention that just goes on all night. So, um, depending on where your hotel room is, you may not get any sleep. That's all right. I, I, uh, ben and, and, you, and, and you're not staying in the same room as Doug, are you? Oh, no. Because, yeah, Doug doesn't actually sleep. He'll just stare doesn't at you in your sleep. sleep. <laughs> You'll wake up in the middle of the night and he'll just be like, hey, what you doing? <laughs> so, so, Jason, you make that joke, but that literally happened to me in PAX. What? Uh, unplugged a couple years ago. <laughs> Like I shared a hotel room. I woke up in the middle of the night, rolled over, and he's just sitting there in the chair next to the next to the bed. I'm like, dude, you can you can climb onto the bed if you need to sleep. He's like, no, I gotta go. He gets up and he leaves the room. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> what? What? <laughs> he just doesn't sleep during conventions. I just don't. Well, I don't sleep in general. To be if I'm being honest, like uh, very rarely do I get more than like three hours of sleep. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where where my brain doesn't shut off, and and it's definitely at conventions. Maybe maybe towards the end of the convention, like it it might. It, it might get a little more tired, but it's one of those things where my mind's always like worried about different things like oh tomorrow i gotta make sure that i put this sign up or tomorrow like what if, what if the traffic isn't as is as you know busy tomorrow and and you know i'm gonna have so much product left over or what if i miss my flight coming home and i'm gonna have to stay here an extra day like it's all these little things that just constantly like go through my mind i don't know or what what, what if i have to stay with drew for a sixth day and and like he has to like you know he kicks me out of his room and how much and, uh, small talk can two people actually make <laughs> uh but yeah no I'm, I'm i'm excited i'm this is kind of the first i think this is the first big convention that i've done you know pretty much by myself and one other person well no i guess no ben you and i did pax east that was yeah that was that was two people so okay yeah. we can we can do that yeah, although pax east is one of those things where, where we just drove down and then drove back we didn't yeah. actually fly in, so I don't know. I've got family in Atlanta. They can put me up if you know if I get stranded down there. And you got family down there. What's that? You got family there? Yeah, yeah. Right, right outside of Atlanta. So I haven't seen them in, in like a decade. So you know, it's nothing <laughs> like like just ringing their doorbell and say, "Hey, <laughs> I crash on your couch." <laughs> yeah. What's up? How you doing? I'm gonna stay here tonight. <laughs> got a spare room. Yeah. <laughs> 
Cousin Doug here. <laughs> but it would be nice to see them. I, 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 I'm kind of, I'm kind of feeling bad that I'm going all the way down there and I'm not getting getting a chance to see them. But that eh, is what it is. Drew, uh, you're also going to be signing some alien product. Yep, yep. The well, we got the uh, Colonial Marine operations manual, right? We do. We have uh, we have a limited amount of those. So definitely, if you're mm-hmm. watching this and uh, you're going to be at Dragon Con and you haven't already picked up the Colonial Marines operation manual, uh, stop by really early on so that that way you don't miss out. And I'm I'm excited. I hope uh, hope we really kind of blow out all, all this product that. Uh, that is coming our way to to DragonCon. Have the whole the whole alien line there. Grab everything. Okay, that's great. Yeah. It's uh gonna, gonna be a good time. I'm I'm excited to check out this convention too. Just to see. I'm gonna it's... have I'm gonna have um, only five copies of my Choose Your Own Adventure graphic novel that just came out. Um, oh, nice. Great witch. So that'll be a premium. <laughs> so if anybody wants one, they should message me on Facebook and arrange to get a signed copy. Um, I'm only bringing five because they, they, they've only sent me 10 so far. So um, I'm just going to do it this way rather than have it at the table. Somebody wants to, uh, somebody wants one, reach out to me. We'll meet in a bar. And I'll send you. A pool bar. It's all about bars. And I'll, and I'll give you the goods. <laughs> it won't look shady Sur- at all. <laughs> surreptitiously slide you a package wrapped in brown paper. Can you imagine doing that in a pool? It'd have to be like in a Ziploc bag under the water. Just... <laughs> yeah, <that'd be> <laughs> uh, Drew, I think the last time you were on, uh, you were on because of the Terminator RPG. I think I think that was the last time you were on because you've been on a few shows already with us. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, you're a very busy guy. Yes, I am. Yes, you've I been am. you've been writing more alien content. You finished? Did you, have you finished the Terminator RPG? No, no, we're we're still fine tuning that. Still, still working on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, have you, I think the last time we, we did a show on on the Freely YouTube, and you mentioned that uh, you had submitted the the next cinematic scenario for Alien. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so, and I'm working on the thing that comes after that right now. So. You're already working on on that. Mm-hmm. Wow, very cool. And then you've also got this uh, this Kickstarter that's on right now from yep. Magnetic P- Press Play. Um, this is called Carbon Gray. I'm gonna let me put it up here on the screen. And I'm gonna tell folks that if you're listening to the audio podcast, uh, you, the link will be in the description. It probably will not be active. I'm gonna assume that you have. Do you have? Are you gonna have a pledge manager after the fact? Oh yes, yes we okay. will. Yes we will. So folks, if you're listening to this and uh, the Kickstarter has ended, uh, you should be able to. And if and you missed out on it, you should be able to like late back uh, just by clicking on the link and and uh, checking this out. Now, this is a. This is an RPG based on a an existing graphic novel. Yes, yes, it's a graphic novel that came out over a decade ago. Um, it's a World War One um, diesel punk type setting um, with weird uh, magical effects happening because continuity is the continuity of space time is collapsing in on itself. So things that shouldn't be in that time period are are appearing and whatnot. Um, it's a uh, We've, we've unlocked a whole bunch of content as you're showing right there. Uh, so there's a bunch of free stuff coming if you if you back it uh, before we before it, it was three days left. Is that what I said? Yeah, three days. Yeah, I just had three three days mm-hmm. left as of this recording. Yeah, um, <clears throat> it uses the uh, West End Games uh, D6 system, which was uh, the, the same version that Star Wars was done with, 
um, but we have taken that and added some modern elements to it to create the magnetic variant of the D6 system. Um, and it's it's under license from West End Games, so it's all official stuff. Um, yeah, and the, the deluxe set comes with miniatures and maps and terrain punch out counters for to make trenches and all this other cool stuff. That's very cool. phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll take a look a little bit more about the details of of uh, what what folks can can pledge for here in, in a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Magnetic Press Press Play. This is this is their first. Uh, this is the first RPG that uh, they're they're putting out and that they're publishing, and this is the first lot, kind of their first gaming project line. Yeah, Ma Magnetic Press is a uh, publisher who's done graphic novels for years. Um, they usually what mostly what they do is they bring um, awesome content from Europe over here, translate it, and release it for the United States. Um, they've done a couple of they they played played around with some gaming stuff in the past. They had a, a graphic novel called Hugo Broiler, which had um a, a, a like a mini role-playing element in the back of the book that you could do um and they did a card game for something called world of casino um and but they never really pulled the trigger on doing gaming stuff until until this um there's a lot more coming from them uh i can't talk about much of it except to tell you that we got the rights for lupin as well uh lupin ah. the oh ah. cool <laughs> so there's going to be a, a gaming uh Excited nerd noises. <laughs> it's it's going to be um, that's going to be more um, lighthearted, more along the lines of the gate, the Ghostbusters version. Okay. Of the yep. So um, so it's a little bit different than what we're doing with Carbon Gray, but they're all tied together. They can all be worked together, um, and and those are just that's just the tip of the iceberg of what's coming. Really cool, really cool. Now, how did you uh, get involved with with Magnetic Press and and this new division of that the, that they're putting out? I've known Mike Kennedy for many years. He's the guy who uh, runs yep. Magnetic Rest. Um, he um, he was my publisher over at Archaea, where I did my first Planet of the Apes book and uh, a couple of graphic novels. Space nineteen ninety nine stuff came out through them too. And um, it's it's weird in this business because it's like Mike wound up Magnetic wound up when when he created Magnetic Press, it wound up being becoming getting picked up by Lionforge and becoming a um, an imprint under Lionforge, I guess. Sure. And then I met the Lionforge guys independently and started doing series Bibles for them. And then they brought me in as senior development editor over there. So here we were, you know, Mike doing Magnetic and me doing that stuff at the same company, essentially. Um, <clears throat> and when I came over to Lionforge, Lionforge wanted to do gaming um, and they weren't sure what to do. And they, they knew I had some background in gaming because of the alien stuff and because I had done stuff for uh, Rockstar Games, video game stuff for a long time. So they asked me if I wanted to try and run the gaming department. I was like, sure. Um, I was like, so what rule system were you using? And, and they didn't have anything yet. So I had talked to the um, Eric Thomas, uh, who's my writing partner on Carbon Gray. Um, he was an employee then uh, being lead game designer over at Lionforge. I talked to him and I was like, listen, I was thinking maybe we could try and get the West End Games rights to, to bring that stuff back um, to use it for this. And he thought it was a great idea. So I I pursued that and I wound up securing the the rights of the license for um, Lionforge to use that. And then they bought Oni Press and sort of, you know, changed direction of things. And that just sort of sat there. And so since I've known Mike for years, Mike called me one day and he was like, Hey, so I was going through this stuff, the Lionforge. Do you know that they have the West End Games rights? 
And I was like, yeah, I kind of want to secure those. He's like, oh, do you want to run it? I was like, okay. So yeah, so I'm, I, that, that made me creative director of this. Um, and uh, it, it, I've been passionate about those rules since I was playing them in the 90s, in the 80s, late 80s. Uh, yep. Star Wars, the Star Wars RPG is important to me in so many different ways. Uh, the, the D6 system is a, is a great uh, gateway drug for gaming. It's easy to learn. And you know, people love picking up a whole chunk of dice and throwing them at once, and that you know they were doing that first. And um, no one's shy to play Star Wars either. <laughs> yes, yes, and Star Wars. Um, when I came on to do Alien, I said I wanted to do for Alien what that Star Wars RPG did for Star Wars. It's like because the, the Blast Tech DL forty four and things like that. These are names that were made up for that role playing game. Yep. They are they are consistent in the movies now. You know, still. So even though the lore has changed little things like names and everything and whatnot that was set up by that RPG have carried through everything in Star Wars. So, um, you know, I wanted to do that for Alien. So in so many ways, that game is defined so much of what I wanted to do in this industry. So it, just, it, was, it was just really good to be able to do something with those rules. That's very cool. Very cool. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about uh, about what this Kickstarter entails. Um, this is not just the, the role-playing game, but you're also publishing a uh, an omnibus of the graphic novel that uh, folks can, can also get a copy of. Yes, it's... Um, the graphic novel was released... It, it, was, it was a comic series, really. And it was released as several comics and then tie-in graphic novels and whatnot. So everything has been sold out for a while. So this is a remastered version that's all been put together, arranged in... Things were like... Hey, here's this series, and then the next thing they put it here's the prequel series, and then here's the series that's a spinoff. Here now it's all anonymous. It all tells a coherent one long story now, the way it's arranged now. So, um, and uh, has some new stuff in there too. Um, that that was uh, that's the creator Huang Neugen who created yeah he created Carbon Gray. He he oversaw all that. Um, so I didn't have that much to do. I just had some input on feedback, or I think you guys should do this and. If we take this in this direction, that's all I did with that. It, my my job has really just been the game, taking care of making the game happen. But that also includes the miniatures. This is a, it looks like a, the omnibus. Uh, the omnibus looks really. I mean, it's three hundred plus pages, eight yeah. by eleven. It looks looks really cool. Um, so I, I'm going to assume that if folks are interested in this RPG and they haven't already and they're not familiar with the comic, this is a great source book. Uh, to kind of uh, get folks in, in you know uh, informed on the on the universe. So this is uh, that that alone is a really cool uh, cool offering. And then let's let's just go let's let me scroll back up and and let's take a look at uh, this. There's some some plastic here that uh, you know I don't think any of us might not would be <laughs> you know excited about. Just Who doesn't like more gray plastic. Who doesn't love more oh, miniatures? Minis that uh, add to the never-ending mini uh, paint queue. Um, <laughs> it's not never-ending, it's just really long. <laughs> yeah, the, um, the the core book is all you really need to play. Um, right. But the deluxe box that comes with so much cool stuff, that's totally worth it. Um, you, you, get, um, you, get a, you get a really high-quality Game Master screen uh, with all the charts that you need on it. And um, there's there's a 24 by 36 map of uh, Middle Europa, which is pretty much their their version of Europe 
for World War One. And on the back side of that is a mud map that has a trench in it. And then there's terrain modifiers that have things like like craters and barrels and whatnot, but they also have there's also punch out trench pieces. So you can take these trench pieces and create a trench that would go on the opposite side of that. So you can have face off uh, two two armies against each other, or you can take those trenches and connect them to the trench that's part of the map already to create a huge network of trenches for um, if you guys if you're playing an adventure where you got to infiltrate the enemy trenches or something like that. So there's, there's it's it's got a lot of modularness to it, um, and there's counters for. Um, different character types, army types, and whatnot. And then you have the miniatures, which are um, 10, I think, 10 of the character classes, of the archetypes, um, and then uh, a bunch of enemies and uh, that, that awesome mecha, which is uh, an enemy mecha. So th then there's two of the main characters from the graphic novel who have minis as well, um, because you can use them, obviously, as NPCs. Um, so it comes with a lot of stuff. It's uh, now the way it's unlocked now. You also get an extra map, um, which is a snow battlefield on one side and city ruins on the other. And uh, there's a coin that is a, uh, I think it's a dice coin, if I'm correct. I need to check that. To uh, sure. It's a it's a uh, random event determination. Yeah, it has the numbers on it. So, yeah, um, and um, <clears throat> what do you call it? There's a patch for for the the Mecha Corps that are there, the uh, the Cannon Walkers, and there's a. I think we just unlocked. Didn't we just unlocked the solo adventure. You did. Yep. At uh, hundred thousand. Yep. So that's that's something awesome too. There's a whole bunch of stuff that we haven't reached yet. Um, uh, there's a there's a campaign book. There's there's a whole bunch of new minis. Um, so you know, we, there's still a chance we can unlock a whole bunch more that you'll get with this. Um, but uh, it's it, it's a pretty it's it's one of the things I got to say about Magnetic Press Play that that they were like, okay, we don't want to do this small. Um, we 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 could we could do this with minis. We could do this with handouts and tactile pieces and things like that because it's like we want to kind of use D6 to. Um, maybe bring people into gaming who wouldn't necessarily have just picked up a role-playing book. So, okay. so um, you know, it's already attractive to the people who are reading this comic when it came out. There's a, there is a big following on a lot of, a lot of backers have backed for the comic. Um, but uh, a lot of people, when they first hear about role-playing games, they, they don't, they're like, well, I don't understand. There's no, there's no pieces. There's no this. There's no that. And if you give someone something they can hold in their hand or a map that they can lay out in front of them, it, it, it helps them to uh, like feel a connection to the experience. Um, so I like to I like to think of this stuff as you know, like I said before, Western Games is sort of a gateway drug for gaming. I, I like to think that we're we're trying to do that stuff here with the, the the encounter cards make it easier for the game master to be like, okay, here's a picture of this thing. You're seeing this here. This is what you're facing right now. You know, little, little things like that, that gamers who've been playing forever don't need these things, but they also find them incredibly useful because rather than flip this thing, I've got this card right flip. Rather than flipping through the book, I've got this card right here. I've got this chart on the Game Master screen. I've got this mini that I can put on the table and I don't have to describe this thing to you. You know exactly what you're looking at now. Mm -hmm. so it's it's all stuff that just enhances the play. But, I can't yeah. underestimate that stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. Anything that, that, that I've always said this just, just in gaming in general, whether it's, you know, board game or, or RPG, you know, tabletop, um, anything that, that takes your focus away from the experience, whether it's looking up a, a rule in a game book or, you know, in a core rule book or, or a campaign book or, you know, having a reference, a, a, an instruction manual, like that's, not good because that kind of takes takes you out of what you were doing and kind of disconnects you for a little bit and then you have to plug back in and that's just you know it, i'd rather have something that that is really just right there right at right at hand you know boom keeps you right in into that mindset and and you can just keep going i think that's that's important yeah no totally that, that that's what the whole thinking behind this was it's like um, I don't know how you guys feel about Mac versus Android. I mean, Apple versus Android, but I prefer iPhones. And so I, the reason for me, the iPhone is a user experience where I don't have to think about it. Um, so it just helps me to do the thing I'm trying to do without, wait, where do I have to go for this? Which is every time I pick up an Android device. <laughs> well, uh, Jason still has a Zune. So uh, you know, what? Yeah. I do not have a Zune. <laughs> <laughs> I have yeah, never it, owned a Zune. I thought that was like the Guardians top of the Galaxy. Um, no, that was like the top of the line technology up there in Canada. Eh, it's up there, but it's not top. Oh, it's, 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 it, it can hold up to 300 songs. Yes, <laughs> 300 whole songs. So Impressive. Many. Oh, that's so funny. But, um, but yeah, no, that's that's and that's what the way I've designed the interior of the book as well. Um, uh, uh, I wanted it to be like, okay, we're looking for the planes. Uh, and we're looking for the yellow pages because the, the 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 yellow background is where the planes are. Um, you know, the we need the water vehicle. I know the water vehicle was on a blue page. Um, it, it, it's it's designed to be for easy um, an easy an easy search. I guess is the best way to describe it. You know, um, I've I've tried to make it so that people can just dive into the game without having to figure out where anything was. Sure, uh, that's that's awesome. Uh, that's always helpful, no matter what, because you know if you have color coded pages, it's uh, it just makes things so much easier. Okay. Uh, what? Uh, so this is this is your first D six, your West End game, first West End D six game that uh, that you've written uh, or that you're going to be writing. Is there anything that is different from this product? That you haven't that you've haven't encountered in, in other ones and in, in like with writing Alien and, and Terminator, is there is there anything that you you kind of approach this product or uh, project uh, differently because of certain things, whether because of like the the since it's a you know based on a com you know a comic or based on the rule set is different than what you've. Uh, well, I'm just kind of I'm just kind of curious as to you know what your, what your method to your the method to your madness drew that that's that's what I'm I'm kind of curious on. Well, with Alien, it's very different because right. it's for me looking at something like Alien or Terminator, it's filling in the blanks. It's like this is here, this is here. Well, how could it possibly get to there and make that make sense? Okay, and that's the way I approach that stuff. I don't try to wholesale create new things. Um, with this, it's. Yeah, it's 300 page graphic novel. There's a lot of stuff in there, but it is tied. It, it's more like the story is tied to the characters that are in the story. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the world is implied in a lot of places. True. So it's like, how do we take this world and develop it? Is what it came out to. With Alien, 
Alien, I, it was. It didn't really have to develop the world. It was there, and I just sure. had to fill in the blanks to make it all make sense. Um, but there was so much there for 40, 40 years of material, you know. Um, but with this, but the, with this, it was like, okay, so we we took the stuff that happens in the graphic novel, and we took the things that are implied in the graphic novel, and then we also looked at World War One. Okay, and and one of the things that we did, looking at that, is it's crazy how much those trenches screwed up. The ecology um the environment was totally messed up by those trenches that they dug um for one they changed the way rainfall um you know flowed uh, what the water table and whatnot was changed completely by it um mm -hmm. which drowned some croplands and and caused others to you know to, to dry out um all the all the uh, ammunition and the poison gas and everything like that totally messed up entire areas Obviously, they bombed the hell out of forests. So it's just like so many species were displaced by that and and problems were done to the environment by that. that we looked at it and we created this um, a race of Fenris wolves, which are pretty much, which tie into something that's in the comic. Um, but they are this sentient wolf race that pretty much was been displaced by what's going on. And it's one of the player character uh player character archetypes you can take to be one of these wolves who basically their goal is to just find a way to get this war to stop so that their lands are stopped being taken. Um, you know, so it, it, we looked at real world things and how can we apply a fantasy setting thing to, um, to add these elements to it. So I'd say there was a lot more of adding things into this than there definitely would be an alien. Um, alien, I'm, my, my goal is to just find the things that are there that nobody noticed could be there. Sure. Uh, but this is about creating things to fill in um, things that would make perfect sense if you took something like World War One and took it to a logical conclusion in a in a fantasy type setting. Now, has this has this project? Have you worked a lot more with the creator? Uh, collaborated with the creator of, of this, you know, IP more with this RPG than you have with previous uh, with previous projects with like Alien and Terminator? I'm, I'm assuming, I, I know we've we've joked around about, you know, having Ridley Scott on, you know, speed right. dial and, and calling, you know, calling <laughs> him up and asking him like questions just, you know, you know, uh, but uh, I, I'm assuming that that's, you know, that, that's not the case, but, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that probably the creator for this this IP is a little more accessible since it's not right. quite as, as you know, you know, and I'm not trying to diminish the IP, but like it's probably a little bit easier to kind of get them on the phone and say, hey, what were you thinking when when you wrote this panel or drew this panel? And, and, and uh, you know, that must help quite a bit when you're trying to create this larger world for folks to play in. Absolutely. Um, Huang has been great with that. Um, you know, we've We've told him, hey, we want to have this type of character type, but you didn't draw anything like that. And he's like, oh, I'll draw something for you right now. You know, um, so we, we've gotten a lot of uh, stuff for, directly from him with that. And there was questions about the map because there's a map in the comics, but it doesn't have all the nations filled in. And there's all this stuff that's mentioned that's not on that map. And it turned out they actually had a master map, um, which we were able to take and then turn into this awesome 24 by 36 map after we, you know, basically tweaked it and turned it into something that looks like it's been stained with blood and, you know, been in the trenches for too long and everything. So it's this really nasty looking awesome map. Um, but it's been great to be able to go to him and say, oh, so was, is this supposed to be this or that? And I get a direct answer. Yeah. So, you know, you don't get like that. You don't get something like that on the alien. 
get sure. to do research and then you have to make a, a good call and decide and find out if they shoot it down or not. Um, but with this, yeah, I, I, I can talk directly with him. There were some things in the graphic novel that we had suggested change-wise. Um, uh, for example, there's a lot of flashbacks in the story. Okay. And the way the graphic novel is, it's full of beautiful, beautiful art. But when a flashback is going on, you're like, wait a minute, where, where am I? Where are we? Is this going on now? Is this a flashback? Mm. So I, I give him feedback on stuff like that. And, and he went and now there's sepia tones for flashbacks, you know? So it's, it's, you know, it, it's been going back and forth. He's been very awesomely open to seeing what someone else wants to help bring to his, his universe. So, well, that's very cool. cool. So that's it's really great cool. Um, and a lot of the things that I've come up with, like the Fenris Wolf and stuff like that, is things that he's like, well, we never thought of going in that direction, but yeah, this sounds great. Let's do it. You know, it's, it, it's been a, it's been a good collaborative process for sure. Nice. Nice. That's, that's awesome. Uh, I don't want to monopolize the, the questions. Does anybody else have any, any questions? And actually, if anybody has any questions in the chat, let, let us know. We got to uh, ask Drew uh, questions, whether it's, you know, just, General Drew questions, you know, like what he had for dinner, or you know, is that what we're talking about? General on? Drew, just general, that, squ gen general oh. Drew, yeah, <laughs> yeah, general <laughs> questions, general questions for Drew, or oh, yeah, questions RPG for yeah. General. Drew. My promotion, it's, it's five star General Drew. Five star okay. General. <laughs> Drew. Yes, yes. Oh my god. What was uh, was Carbon Gray? Was that inspired by um, anything in particular, or was it just an original creative process? But the. The, the original novel. graphic novel, yeah. You would have to ask Quang that. I, I, I didn't create it. I'm just wondering because it's got so much. Like I've looked at, I've looked at a little bit of it, and it's it seems like wildly more in depth than I was expecting. Mm. Yeah. Like no, there's there's that's why when they brought it to us and we're like, you know, hey, can you turn this into a role playing game? I was like, yeah. Um, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things in there. Um, the, the main focus is about is about willpower and what with reality crumbling an area will be stable if the people in that area their willpowers and their 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 mindset is aligned okay but if you have conflicting strong willpowers that starts to eat away at the reality and cause things to change um okay and so there's the there's there's some pretty in-depth stuff going on in that book in the first place but we've turned that stuff into game mechanics um so there's something called the uh continuity uh surge count and so depending when someone when certain people with certain abilities come into certain areas this will change that surge count when the surge count reaches a certain thing there's charts that you consult where you can wind up opening up a rift it can wind up transforming everybody in the area into monsters um, there's just all this crazy stuff to do it. And there's this, there's this order of Darman adepts who their, their job is to basically go to these areas and, all right, we gotta, we gotta fix this. We gotta, you know, bring the count back down in this area mm. to keep reality from folding in on itself. Um, so there's really some, there's some really cool stuff there. So a lot of the special abilities or powers that the PCs can wind up getting or uh, doing to make their situations a lot easier can also cause a lot of damage. Uh, and then you have to do a cleanup to figure out how are we going to get out of this one. Now. <laughs> so it's it's it, there's a lot of the, it, it builds a uh, it's it's like an inbuilt game balance mm. because you know yeah. people that are doing these cool things are reality's collapsing around them. So 
All right, what's more important, winning or reality collapsing here? Keeping <laughs> um, everything upright. And and because of the shifting in reality, um, that we decided to bring the wild die, and even though the wild die wasn't in the first edition of um, the West End Star Wars game, we brought the wild die in to represent um, how reality can shift to your favor or not, pretty much in these cases. So. Uh, an example that I, I use often is if you're in a plane and the engines are dead and it's crashing and you've tried everything to get those engines started again, you can't say, all right, I'm just going gonna, gonna, gonna to roll the wild dog and try and make this happen. And mm. you might wind up starting the engines and getting the plane going. Or, and this this literal situation won't happen, but it makes it clear what I'm trying to say when I say this. Um, or you could totally screw it up and now the plane's a bicycle. Good luck. <laughs> oh, no. So oh, no. uh, it, it it adds a lot of crazy elements to the game of trying to figure out you know how do we how do you bend reality to where you want it to and keep it in that direction without breaking it yeah and without breaking it exactly so um, yeah no Huang and um, Huang's book was is very complicated and very very uh in depth and that's there was a because of that there was a lot of stuff in there that was able to create this universe out of it so. that's good very cool very cool uh how much of uh, how much of the core core book have you uh have you get, gotten written so far how much is this if you were to say you know if you were to give an approximate percentage as far as uh, the the core rule book for the for the rpg 130 percent You've got it 103 percent done. <laughs> yeah, the book is done, and we had to. We realized we were way over on page content, so we've got the next two books done as well. Oh wow! Oh, <laughs> so you're not kidding when you say 130 <laughs> percent? Yes, yes, yes. Nice. We're in fine. We're in final layout stages right now. Um, it's supposed to go to the Excellent. printer in a couple of days. So I think as soon as the campaign stops, it goes to the printer. Nice. Wow. So, so you're not uh, you're not messing around with. Uh... So. Uh, Let's see. When when is the expected delivery date for this uh, December twenty twenty one, Drew? Yeah, that's, that that was the plan. Um, now with the way shipping <laughs> is, who knows if that'll actually happen? Uh, so, that, we, yeah, we've yeah. been told we've been told it's either going to just it's actually going to make it or it's not. That's what we've been told. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> It'll work or it won't. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, that's the story right now. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it's a whim thing. It'll definitely be in the states in December. From what we've been told, but whether okay. it's sitting on a dock somewhere, where yeah. is the other question? That's what's that's what the deal. Yeah, that's that's actually the problem. Getting things printed is actually easier. It's still hard, but it's easier than getting them shipped. So mm -hmm. you can actually have physical product existing. It's just whether or not you can move it. But digital files will definitely ship in November. There's no question. Well, yeah, I was going to say you've got digital files as well in terms of PDFs and, and stuff. So those must be, you know pretty uh pretty close to done and you can just kind of just sh shoot those shoot those out you know here in a, in a few few months if uh for that far along that's awesome now, that's what i like about kickstarters that do that when they're like everything's done we yeah. just need the money to fund production i so we just I, have to press go <laughs> it wasn't even necessarily that so much as we wanted to we wanted to use a kickstarter to advertise this um yeah you know, to, to promote this 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 was happening one way or the other and um you know, the, the decision was let's take it to Kickstarter and let everybody know the the, the magnetic press play this is a new kid on the block. Um, mm. I should also make it clear I'm I'm creative director of these projects, but I'm freelance over there. 
it. So it's 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 Mike Kennedy's company. It's not my company uh, per se. We're just going to tell folks it's your company. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> as far as we're concerned, oh, yo, this I, is I, I, this I, I, is a Drew Gaska production. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, it is a Drew Gaska production. It is. It is a Drew Gaska publication. Um, but no, I'm, I'm still I'm still working on Terminator. I'm still working on Alien. I'm still working on Choose Your Own Adventure. I'm still working on all these different. So, that's um, awesome drew i'm 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 really happy for it. i know i've said this quite a few times and and uh you know it, it's really been because awesome. you have to spend five days with him well yeah no i'm, I'm saying this but mostly so that you know i'm, pre I'm prepping the last him thing you want five. is him to show up and have a scowl on his face already that'd be terrible I, it's been since since i've known you we, we met at uh, pax unplugged what was it 2019 yep. and uh since just in that short short amount of time to see your career kind of it, not kind of it has taken off and and uh, you've been uh, awarded quite a few different uh, different you know noteworthy awards in this in this industry and it's, it's this is awesome. where Doug says it's all for me <laughs> what's that once once you met Doug that's when the no, star started the show that. no I wasn't gonna say that at all I was gonna say it's been very cool like I I don't know very many folks that I mean you kind of see this kind of in in sometimes in in in, in the comic book industry where where an artist or or somebody like creates a, or, or you know an author creates a comic and it just you know, takes off and like within a year, for some reason, it just gets picked up by main, you know, by pop culture and, you know, their yep. career just explodes. Like, but you've kind of been able to do that in the, in the RPG industry, which is, which is really cool. And, and I'm really, really excited for you. And um, you know, I, I, I get excited whenever you say, Hey Doug, I, I got another project coming up, but I can't tell you what it is just yet, but it's going to be cool. And, you know, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's awesome to see, uh, see this, 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 you know, I, you've got a massive resume already, but just to see it kind of explode into the RPG and tabletop scene is just really, really cool. But it's funny because I didn't think I was going to be doing anything in tabletop, like as a career-wise. It's like I always, I, I ran, I ran, I game master stuff for twenty-two years, you know. But it, it was my hobby, and it was more than a hobby; it was something I was very passionate about. I, I still got notebooks that I have from you know, sixth grade and stuff like that are full of all these maps and everything I did back then and whatnot. It's funny when you're going through your stuff and you find it's like, oh my gosh, it's like, can we use this? <laughs> can we publish this? <laughs> but, um, but it's like, I thought I was going to comics. I thought it was just, that was my goal and it just didn't work out that way. It went to video games and then it went to uh, the Planet of the Apes novel came about because Fox didn't want to do comics at the time. So I had to pretend that I was talking about novels all the time with novels with paintings. <laughs> I meant novels with paintings. That's what I meant when I said comics. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that uh, that's the ticket. And that so that got, you know, that, that suddenly, suddenly I was doing prose and I didn't expect I was ever going to do prose. The last thing I thought I was going to do prose. Um, and then, you know, then it's it that leads to the, the consulting job with Fox, which leads to Alien, which leads to here we are, back to what I was doing in sixth grade. So it's <laughs> It makes me really happy to see that it's been so well received because you, you, it's hard to break into these things. It, it, you know, yeah. it, and I got, I can't imagine how it could have gone any other way because when you look at the progression from year to year, and then the, of course, the franchise consultant thing came out of the Planet of the Apes novel, and then that led to Alien, which of course led to the Alien role playing game. It all, you know, I don't know how I could have cut past something. But it frustrates me. It took as long as it did to get here. Hey, you know, <laughs> we we all achieve the things that we're supposed to achieve 
when we're supposed to achieve them. Because may, maybe if you would come along and, and, and you know, I guess, I guess that's the way I look at things. Like, who knows? Like, maybe I'm experiencing something now that, like, I wouldn't have, you know, appreciated 10 years ago. You know, so so you know maybe now that you're you're finding this success and, and everything, it's it's just you're, you're you're able to appreciate it more and and you know yeah you, you've you've kind of had some bumps along the way as far as where you want to go as far as your writing career and and it brought you here and now you're having a huge amount of success success and it's you know that's that's the way I look at it. I don't, I don't, it's not about the result. It's about the journey. And I think that that's the yeah. main thing. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think, I honestly think that if I had had the opportunity to do some of the things I'm doing now, 20 years ago, I wouldn't have done them right. It's, it's right. I've learned mm-hmm. a long way to make sure. work now. So. Yep. Very I'm cool. definitely a bigger jerk then. I'm still a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I do. Uh, <laughs> it all depend on when you arrive and he says you're calling me Mr. Gaska. He's <laughs> the authority here. I'm already. I've already told Drew. Like I'm going to show up at DragonCon and be like, "Excuse me, um, Mr. Gaska's uh, rider says that he is supposed to have um, five bottles of water that are room temperature at all times." <laughs> And, but why though? I don't know. Because <laughs> cold water. Because because Doug water. likes making life difficult for everyone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I doesn't sleep. Excuse me. Um. This this folding chair is not uh, Drew Gaska approved. So please <laughs> please bring him the padded one. With the comfy cushion. We clearly said we wanted a right folding chair. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, Wave uh, Waveman Mav says uh, just came in. Has the game setting slash mechanics been discussed? Uh, it's been a little bit. Uh, if you have any, in, in, you know, specific questions, Waveman, uh, let us know. We'll be glad to answer them for you uh, and address them. There is one thing I, I really like about the Kickstarter is that you've got an add-on for the STL files for your core set minis mm-hmm. because mm. who knows how many of these things you want to throw at your party, mm. and you know. If you with with three D printers being as you know, they're starting to get pretty out there. Where yeah. you know someone who's got a three D printer, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I uh, really think that option. Is I've been on the fence cool. about buying a three D printer for a long time. Um, yeah. I've seen that these resin ones actually create minis the way I want them to look, but mm. I hear that they're a mess. That the 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 liquid that you have to use and everything can be really a mess. So I don't know. Yeah. But, um, well, one of the things that we're doing in the in the backer kit thing is that you can um, you can add an extra mech, you can add extra trench fighters, you can add all that extra stuff. So you, you, you if you don't want the STL files, if you want to do that instead, yeah, you end up with having you know six of those cannon walkers, um, and they're reasonably priced. Uh, Waveman says a brief on the RPG mechanics and character focuses would be great. I agree. Next. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. So, <laughs> brief on the West End game mechanics. Um. I mean, I. I don't know how to handle that. Um. I can I can give you a brief on the stuff we've added. Uh. If if 
if that's what we're talking about. I mean, am I supposed to explain West End? Is that what we want to do? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. We've been, are you familiar with the West End D6 uh, system? Uh, that's uh, it's pretty much, it was a, it was a very large, uh, well-known RPG in the uh, RPG system in the eighties um, and in probably early nineties too. Uh, so and people are still playing it. And people are still. Oh, he's he's he's. Are they or not? Um, yeah, it's it's still uh, it's still a very popular system as well. Uh, it's a d6 d6 dice pool system, and you roll uh, for a target number, and usually based on your ratings and certain skills, like you can get a bonus. Um, it's either like either like a plus one, plus two, or just like another die. Um, so yeah, it's it's you're you're pretty much adding your pips and then comparing it against a target number, um, and then the the wild die. Usually you roll. Uh, I, I don't know about carbon gray, but usually you roll one. One of the die is going to be uh, a different color, and mm -hmm. if it ends up a six or a one, I think is usually what. It's been a little. It's been a hot minute since uh, we played the Star Wars RPG. One uh, is good. Six is good. Yeah. Yeah. So if you if you roll a one on the wild die, it's usually some sort of detriment, and then if you roll a six, it's it's some sort of boon or bonus. Um, yeah. So you have let's say you have a, a dexterity of three d. That means you have three six sided dice that you can roll for that. Okay. But then your your marksmanship is another four d. So that means you take those three d and the four d, and you get you roll seven dice to hit your target when you're trying to shoot someone. Um, <clears throat> the um the type of stuff we've added to it is um we want we we want for me it's about adding role playing elements okay so we we've created a system called um uh quirks and obligations and there's you get a remarkable ability in there as well so there's something you, the quirks are say say you're a kleptomaniac or something okay um the, you have to role play that so and if you role play that you get access to a remarkable ability that you get to choose which is to benefit the trouble you're probably going to get yourself into for having that quirk you know that type of thing um and the obligations are um uh something something that you have to if something that about this comes up in the game your your obligation is to, to take care of it so if if um let's say uh the mil the military your obligations to the military okay Either you know, I, th I think the way I wrote it was um, either you either you follow the either you follow the chain of command or you choke your superior officer with it. So it's it's either uh, your, your obligation to the military could be either I will I will never never listen to the military or I will always listen to the military. And you can change that obligation over the course of an adventure. But as you as you're playing that adventure, any 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 skill points you would have gained. Um, because of stuff you did in that, if you decide by that end of the adventure, I am no longer going to be, I, I am now going to disobey the military forever. I'm not going to follow the military anymore. You lose the skill points for that adventure because it's sort of like your entire life has changed. You've lost. Sure. You're, you're sort of gonna, you go about it. You know what I'm saying? And then you start gaining the next adventure. You start gaining with your uh, points normally again with your obligation set up in the new direction, if that makes sense. Um, but it, it allows it allows for something, you know, Let's say we're supposed to execute these people. I'm just making this up, but okay. So you're supposed to execute these. The, 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 these people are being executed by um, by your superior officers, and you know 
they're, they're as traitors. But turns out you don't know if they were really traitors or not. You're a soldier, and you don't know if those were really traitors or not. The, 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 your bosses are are executing them. Um, but one of them is a distant cousin of yours, and your obligation is the family. What are you supposed to do now? Uh, you know, so it's it, it it changes the scenario of whatever's going on based on your personal stuff in your life. Um, <clears throat> and the remarkable abilities give you an edge on things. Um, so um, you're able to maybe maybe your remarkable ability is um, you can count. Now I'm just making this up off the top of my head, but you can count. You you can see you can instantly count numbers. You know, without without trying, you, you know, so that that allows to get, gives you a plus when determining something else. You know, it, it, it's just little things like that that'll add to the flavor of the game, give you an extra punch over something else. Um, we've also created something called mementos, and it's something that is dear to you that you you hold on to. So um, maybe if it's a, uh, I think I think I think the trench fighter has a photo of their loved one that is in a biscuit frame. I don't know if anybody knows about what biscuit frames were, but apparently the biscuits that they had in the trenches in World War One were so awful that they used to carve frames out of them. And put <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Interesting. Wow. Okay. So the biscuit frame, like when you're looking, if you pull that out, you know, it, you, it can help help calm you down because you think about your loved one or whatever. So, you know, uh, it gives you a plus to certain skill roles. And also, if you're stuck somewhere, you can eat it and survive. <laughs> so, you know, nice. So, okay. Yeah. So each each of these little each of these uh, mementos have a little extra something to it. And I'm talking I'm talking about these things without looking at my actual rules in front of me right now. So forgive me if I'm just trying to get the gist of it across rather than give you exact actual things that are in the rules. But um, if that makes any sense. It, it's it's very similar to uh, I I always think that like when when I first came across Free League's uh, Year Zero engine, uh, it, I thought it was very similar to and it kind of reminded me of the West End Games system uh, instead of in, but instead of rolling for sixes you know as successes you're you're basically rolling your dice and then adding them all up and, and getting a, a a score so you know that that was immediately when when I came across to Mutant Year Zero. It definitely gave me some of those West End Games vibes, and and that's I think that's I think that that is probably one of the reasons why the the Year Zero engine is is pretty popular is because there's a lot of folks that uh, you know ha grew up with that D six you know those D six dice pools, and and uh, so it it is somewhat uh, relatable as far as uh, what we what we grew up in the in the eighties and in early nineties with the um that that's something that. A lot of a lot of a lot of these new games do have their roots in what yeah. is going on with the West End stuff for sure, and and that's why I didn't want to. I wanted to start with what it was originally, you know, the Star Wars version of the rules, not even the second edition Star Wars rules. But I wanted to start there, and I wanted to add some things that made sense that came from the the, the later editions of the Star Wars stuff. But I also wanted to create some things that had a mo totally modern stamp on them, um, and. And one of the things that those games didn't have back then was a focus on role playing so much as a role focus on the numbers, you know. Right. So that, and that's where these the mementos and the obligations and all that stuff come in. Um, <clears throat> what, one of the things is that we've also done is we've broken it down. There's something called SRP defenses, which is surprise, ready, and psyche. Um, surprise. Uh, 
you you take your perception and your dexterity and you average it and it equals this this is what you're more likely to this is the defense number when you're surprised this is the defense number when you're ready for an attack and then the psyche is deals with your willpower you know it, it ties with that number so it's like rather it, there was a lot of confusion in the old rules where adding up numbers for defenses and this just wanted to be an easier way to break it down um we did something for similar for vehicles where they have static and, and mobile uh defenses for the vehicles obviously it's a lot easier to hit a target that's sitting there doing nothing um <clears throat> so there's there's little little things in there that we've added that kind of in some ways we've in something in some ways we've actually made things more basic and in mm -hmm. other ways we've expanded them to, to include a lot of crazy stuff um but the uh something else that happens is because of the because of this continuity surges um these these surges are affecting people as well so it's like think of it as if you're in radiation or something like that so mm. you 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 wind up getting you wind up accumulating corruption points because of this. and if you reach a certain point um you have to roll on these charts where these crazy things could happen to you um one of them is that you do turn into a monster and um <clears throat> if you it's an interesting thing because what it what it does is you turn into this stone demon creature, which are in the they're in the graphic novel, and people are turning into them when they're giving in to what's going on with the surgeons in the graphic novel. So you you, I, you you get these corruption points, you become one of these stone demon things, and basically, it's a way for you to go on a rampage, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you better make sure that you don't get blown apart by the end of this. But if you if you if you are mortally wounded. But not right out killed you know um you revert back after this happens oh i was and gonna ooh. ask how you unstone demon almost <laughs> die is apparently the answer More, okay almost die just don't die yeah <laughs> and, see how close you can get but one of the cool things about this is like okay so it's like okay so it's an excuse for you to go kill everybody and go on a crazy rampage and everything like that but but there's going to be ramifications for that because this small town you were in when this happened, now you're the monster that they're going to come after. Yeah, sure. Know? So you know, it's it's it, once again, it's like okay, now we can build a role playing element out of this. It changes your whole story and puts you in this whole new crazy situation. Um, so yeah, it, it, the whole continuity fluxing added some some real real crazy fun that can happen in this. Um, and one of the things we've also embraced is hero points. Um, you start with six hero points and. As you do something good in the adventure, the GM's like, all right, you're getting an extra hero point for that. It's just like, we're giving out those hero points because you're going to need them. You're going to need them. And you're going when you, when to, you're, when you're jumping out of an airplane and don't have a parachute, and so you're going to jump on the other planes that are crashing until you get to someplace where you're safe, you know, what kind of a crazy, crazy comic book type action thing you might wind yeah. up doing? You need those hero points and you're going to use them and you're going to do crazy things with them. So I like that you start off with them, actually. That's really cool. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it was it, the guns. The guns are down. The, the weapons do a lot of damage, and it was like, okay, so how do we balance this? And one of the things was um, we worked out an armor system which um, does a little bit more than the way it did in Star Wars. Um, you, you you get you're getting pluses for clothing and things like that as well. So it gets a little complicated in there, but um, at the same time, if you have these hero points where you can do things, and the hero points. If you run out of hero points and you're and you're another player has the hero points, they can give you a hero point to get out of the situation. Oh, that's cool. So and if you're if you are if you are in a situation where it doesn't matter what wound level you're at, if you spend a hero point, 
that'll get knocked to stun. So if I shoot you with a cannon and you're going to be dead, you say, no, I'm going to use that arrow point. And so instead of mortally wounded, you are stunned, which means whatever happened, whether you've basically got, you know, the, the thing barely hit you and it knocked you on your feet instead of actually blowing you apart, you, you've made it to stunned instead. So if you play this... It, the opportunity to die real fast is there, but if you use the tools we've given you, you can do crazy things and do crazy comic book type action. And if, if you look at the graphic novel, there's a lot of this going on with Giselle, the main character of the graphic novel, because like she 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 jumps off a blimp that's exploding and she hops on bombs on the way down and she winds up landing in this giant explosion or what's called, and then you see her in a pool of blood afterwards and then she takes out the entire army of guys in the trench that are around her so it's like you're looking at this stuff and like how do we translate this into a game <laughs> going on. and so it's not going to be your normal experience so i i, I tell everybody yeah, it's it's a you know diesel punk world war one but it's also it's also crazy crazy action it's probably the type of stuff you see in like some crazy japanese movie when you're like what is just happening what did i just see happening you know? that's all right that's pretty cool yeah. You can't write a bomb like that. Oh yeah. my God, you can't. <laughs> uh, so if folks are interested in this game, I'm going to tell you right now, there is a, a quick start that's available for free. Uh, you can actually go onto the Kickstarter page and uh, download it. And uh, you can actually try this game out for, for, for free and, and, and see if you like it. And uh, uh, I'd say get it to the table quickly because there's only three days left. But uh, if you're watching this and it's after the fact, you, you should be able to, to late pledge as well uh, after uh, after giving it a try. Um, I've, I've downloaded it. The, the quick start looks really, uh, really nice. And uh, I was excited to see that pop up uh, during the campaign. So the... Um... The free stuff that you're gonna get, that you're getting with, with the Kickstarter pledge, really makes it worthwhile to do now because the other products that are being given away here, a lot, some of them will be, some of them are just Kickstarter exclusive, like the coin and whatnot. But um, things like the solo adventure, that's that's going to be something else you're gonna have to buy later on, or it's included with this, you know. So it's yeah. it's, it's really it's really worth your while to 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 back this. Uh, I like the see. fact that the graphic novel is so extensive too, Ashley, because right out of the box, you can read the graphic novel and then grab the game and you've already got like an absurd amount of background to the game mm. without it being, you know, like a three page thing with some nice art where it's like, Hey, this is the world you're living in. No, you read the graphic novel. And you're like, okay, I've read through 300 and some pages of this world now. Yeah. And now I'm ready to experience this world myself or to have people experience it. At my on my behalf or whatever as a as a game master. It's one of the things that Magnetic Press play that they that we really want to do that I've been um, a champion of since I first got involved in this is this integration of comics and gaming. Um, there's other products that are coming, uh, which I can't get into right now, which will do this even more. But um, having that having the it, comics and gaming go hand in hand, and yet there's this disconnect between the audiences and we need yeah. to bring them together. I think um, yeah, that's always been a problem actually. Yeah. Anytime I've tried to it. Well, not, I've, not that I've tried to do it often, but anytime I've ever seen a game system, try to adapt to a comic environment, it's always fallen left or right. It's never hit the mark. Mm -hmm. You know, it's either, it's either way too far over the top 
or it doesn't meet the expectations. Mm-hmm. There's very rarely have I ever played a game system built around comic with an inspiration from a comic that's actually made me feel like after I've played a game, I'm like, oh my god, I just played a game in this world. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Did you did you ever play the uh, the TSR Marvel superheroes game? Yes. That yeah. one, I, I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, i i liked I liked the ambiguous nature of that one actually because you had like the, the way they did the abilities was all you know amazing, excellent, you yes. know unearthly stuff like that. Yeah. I liked that as a descriptor instead of twenty five points, thirty five points. <laughs> they did include that actually. You could use a point value instead of the names, mm-hmm. but it sounded so much more thematic in the game mm-hmm. when you use those. Yeah, the DC one um, I remember from Mayfair. They they're their source books were fantastic. I have all that stuff just when I was trying to write for DC Comics. I had that stuff as my as my library on my wall, just because all they had the writer. Hey, Chuck Dixon wrote this comic series, and he wrote the source book for the for the Batman thing. So, I, yeah, hey, am I going to look at you know? Um, but the I had a lot of those too. <laughs> the rules for that Mayfair stuff was was pretty rough for me. It's, it was just it was terrible. Yeah, it just it didn't work. Like it, you got this really cool source book, and it made you want to play the game. And then you got the game and you were just like trying to put the square peg in the round hole constantly and it just wasn't going. Oh. <sighs> let's let's talk a little bit about the pledge levels and then uh, then we'll uh, we'll kind of wrap it up because we're already over uh, uh, we're almost at a minute or uh, an hour and ten a minute. minutes. <gasps> an, an hour and ten minutes. See, it always comes up as like I always see one on hours worth of content in 60 seconds. That's how powerful we are. Hey, that's how good Drew is. Uh, (laughs) Let's, let's talk a little bit about the, the PDF. You can pick up the PDF of, uh, of the RPG for $30. um, And then that looks like it gives you uh, all like the maps and everything as well. Yep. Like, so that's uh, that's a lot of content for 30 bucks. Yep. Nice. If not for the shipping to Canada, I would have backed the physical level. Shipping but, shipping to Canada yeah. is is very pricey. Well, it's not open that can of worms. It's 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 just horrifying. <laughs> it's the thing, shipping everywhere is such a mess now. It's, 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 yeah. It really is. Uh, and then if you want a copy of the the hardcover uh, core rule book, it's forty dollars. And then do you get all the you get all the uh, other digital project uh, uh, files as well? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, you get that stuff with it. So it to me, it makes more sense to buy the hardcover and get those, get all those digital files because you're paying like ten bucks more. Is that yeah, it's only ten dollars more. So yeah, it's it's the, hardly yeah, it's hardly anything more yet. Um, unless you live unless you live in Canada and then you have to it's pay. Just, it's it's really it's gotten ridiculous yeah, now. I tried to buy a book um, the other day. It was three hundred and ten pages, uh, hardcover, and the book itself cost fifty nine dollars because it's a textbook. But right. the shipping to Canada was like eighty seven dollars. Whoa! What? What? Yeah, what? yeah what? I was. I just. I couldn't believe it. I was so shocked by the price. <laughs> when I was when I was shipping the stuff, the my signed copies for Destroyer and everything like that, I had some crazy shipping for Canada and. Yep, Canada. <laughs> I was one of those people. <laughs> yep, I was. Did you actually get your stuff? Yes, I have it all. It's amazing. Yep. <laughs> there's, still, there's still one or two people who never got their stuff. Really? Oh. And I don't mm. even. I, I have I have like maybe two copies of these things left, and I'm like, do I? How do I do this? Because I need to make sure they get them. Yeah, you don't want to fire them off and have them miss again. It was such yeah. a mess from that time of year. I don't I don't I don't know. Yeah, what it was it's, just it's... and I've mailed stuff since then that have gone out fine. So, yeah, it was just at that time the mail system was crippled. N- November through March of last year, 
Well, November last year through March was awful. Yeah, it was it was tough. Uh, if folks want a copy of the uh, Omnibus, that's, that's also $40, and they get, they get the digital copy of that. Um, if they want the digital Cool Rulebook and the Omnibus, then they get – that's only $45, which really is a heck of a lot of – like, that's a heck of a page count for only $45. Wait, I didn't see that one. Hang on. i got to go fix that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. For seventy dollars, you can get both books, the core rulebook and the omnibus, which is uh, that saves you ten dollars from the and looks. And you get the all the digital stuff as well there. So. Nice, nice. Uh, and then there's a retailer pledge. So if you want five copies of the uh, the core rulebook and uh, the printed materials, so you get a couple backers for that. That's awesome. It's always nice to see. Yep. Uh, and then you got. Uh, a retailer pledge for the omnibus, which is great for comic book stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got the box set, which is one hundred and forty-nine dollars, and then what is this? Gives you everything, including the minis that we 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 looked at and talked about. Yep, and the maps and all that stuff. The only thing you're not getting with that is the omnibus. The omnibus is added to it on the next tier. Do you get the S? You don't get the STL files with with this pledge either, right? Oh, That's an extra. Right, right. Right. Yep. 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 Um, and then uh, $179 gives you everything, except for the STL files. Everything. The whole shooting match. The whole shooting match. Very cool. That's okay. uh, some excited. That's a, well, looks like some great value there, Drew. Yep, and um, I, I know we didn't really talk about this, but the art is phenomenal, which you can tell from just a yeah. few pieces yeah. of art. Um, did he do the art for all of the Kickstarter uh, imagery as well? He, all this stuff is yeah. from... Yeah, this is all... Oh, is, it, is this all from the Omnibus? This is all from the Omnibus, yeah. And, oh, well, wow. it's all from the Omnibus. It's also some, from other things that were done that never saw print, or uh, they were all for the graphic novel stuff. Yeah. Still, though, it's, it's it's basically his artwork, yeah. Yes, it's 100% That's his cool. artwork that was um, part of the archive we were given access to to, to make this stuff. It's amazing how this whole genre has exploded, actually, in in print in, in all kinds of media, like the the whole World War One stylized kind of thing. Now, there's there's video games about it now, and they had uh, there was a there was an anime on Netflix a while ago, uh, uh, Violet Evergarden or something like that. I think. It was a really cool anime. It was based in like the World War One, World War Two kind of era sort of thing. See, that's that's the thing is, is that for for so long everything was World War Two, and yeah. you know, World War One always interested me because it was this sort of like forgotten thing, and it, and it's really the, so much changed with the, the hey now we have a tank now all warfare is completely changed you know yeah. <laughs> no more dying in a trench guys um, yeah. <laughs> trench warfare basically ceased to exist yeah <laughs> those trenches are so awful and we've we've got we've got rules for trench foot and all this other stuff and then oh. You got stats for trench rats. Yeah, really nasty people with this stuff. So, yeah. Uh, Do you imagine being soaking wet for that long? That'd be disgusting. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) I have enough trouble running from my car to the building in the rain. (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, I'm really excited for this. I'm going to remind folks that uh, if you have not already uh, backed this and you're coming across this right now go back you've got three days left to go and uh uh, yeah it's already four times it's over four times it's funding goal so you're just uh 
you know, going to get some some new uh, get, get some really great material. You got new material you said on the way that's uh, that's scheduled to come out. It, it will it be part of this kick. It will be after this Kickstarter. Or are you going to do a separate Kickstarter after this? Well, we're probably going to do another Kickstarter. Uh, one of the things that we, we wanted to do in here was the Scourge of the Skies box set, which is a it's a standalone aerial combat game for this, but it also has a huge expansion in it for the role playing game. We're not gonna. I don't. I mean, I, I, you know what? I'm not even gonna say that. We may make it. It's 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 at the three hundred thousand. Uh, right. So maybe we'll make it in two days. You but, never know. Yeah. Kickstarters have been known to go crazy like that before. Yeah. But if we don't, um, we are. We're, we're probably gonna do a second Kickstarter for that because that's that's mostly developed already, and um, we we've also got planes and everything that Mini sculpted for that already. So we've got. Nice. We're, we, this is one of those things where it's not like, hey, let's do a Kickstarter. Oh, now we have to fulfill. It's one of those things where it's like, hey, this is almost done. We should probably do a Kickstarter. So, you know, <laughs> those are the, the those are the best Kickstarters. Those are when, every, oh. when everything is done and you can you're like as soon as this thing funds, you're gonna you're basically gonna be sitting on your PDFs already. Nothing sucks more than like, oh my god, this sounds really cool. What do we have for rules? Well, we wrote down we should write rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. You know, and then like eight months later, they're like, we're putting it in layout now. Yep. Then three months later, we've got the layout done, and now it's off to proofing. You know, then six years later, you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot I was. this was a game I, I backed. Did back uh, that, didn't I? Yeah. A box <laughs> just shows up on your doorstep, yeah. and you're like, what is this? The only thing, oh, this is neat. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. A few years later, I'm like, wait, oh, that's right. I ordered this. I pissed her, didn't I? You, yeah. you don't, it's not even that I'm like mad I never got it. I I didn't even remember it. <laughs> yeah, totally you don't even forgot. remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the um, the thing that I, the only thing that I wish we had been able to do was get that quick start done and out for a few months before we went to the Kickstarter, um, because I mm. think that would have made a big difference. Sure. Um, yeah. Because, one, because it, it, people were like, "Oh, I don't know what to think of this," and the minute we handed that, we put out the, the, the quick start, we got a bunch of positive feedback. Everything. People started to say, "Oh, these guys are doing something for real here," um, and they they caught some important typos in that quiz. Oh yeah, which is it, it, what you guys. When I say you guys, I don't mean the people I'm talking to here. I mean the people watching this. You guys are important for making sure we catch things like that, <laughs> games like this. Because I mean, I I'm doing nothing but carbon gray for 24 hours a day and having no sleep. And then I don't, Does it, it doesn't I, look like words anymore. It's, it's just kinda, a bunch of squiggles I, on a I'm, page and, and you don't, surprised. you don't see the things anymore. It's a thing that happens. Yes. I've been there. <laughs> I, I'm just surprised by this, this notion that drew makes typos. I mean, that's, that's, Whatever. that just blows I, my mind. Have you ever seen a text message from me? Come on. Man. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we get some Facebook chat that I'm just like, what did he say there? What is this? I, I have I have I have fat fingers. I yeah, I, I do too. So uh, you you didn't write it. the uh, the pledge levels for the Kickstarter, did you? No, I didn't. Why are there typos? In it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fifteen dollar oh. pledge says a digital PDF copy of the complete carbon gray. That, that's on the publisher. <laughs> not um, not complete, but complete. Complete. <laughs> it, it, there's going to be typos no matter what you do. Oh but, yeah. But at the same time, it's like. Um, a perfect example, um, the way we had written something made perfect sense to us and everybody who had read it and everybody who had play tested it. And it turned out that we there was this thing where in the difficulty numbers from 
there was a space where you could roll a number and there was nothing on the chart which explained what it did because the chart picked up at the thing after it and and I was like oh I'm so glad that Game Master screen hasn't printed yet yeah <laughs> Nothing so, sucks more than having printed product that you can't use. <laughs> it was it was like, you know, what are you talking about? If it's two times this, and then if it's three times this, oh, wait, but there's a big chunk of numbers between two times and three times. <laughs> Oops. So, that stuff, that stuff is, is it's it's great to have um, you guys help us with that. And that's that's why getting that quick start out earlier is always good. Um, Fresh eyes. But, uh, well, we, we, we've, we've, the game is is pretty damn solid now. I'm, I'm very proud of what we got and where it's going. Um, so, and uh, we always we always welcome we always welcome hearing about the the typos if there are. Yes. Any. But I think we've got them at this point. I'm feeling much. I'm very I'm very happy about it. So. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I I want to uh, just mention one more time if, if you're interested go go back it uh, go check it out uh, let us know in the comments if you backed it we'd love to, to hear you and uh, hear that, uh, that you're excited about carbon gray as well uh, shout out to everybody that uh, has watched and, and joined us this far we greatly appreciate it uh, it, it definitely helps uh, uh, we, we, we love the fo when folks tune in and, and uh, really kind of lock in on these episodes because we really enjoy you know promoting all these projects that not not just pro projects that drew creates but uh, just rpg uh oh it just happens general. like that because he's so damn prolific i know right this guy uh, like i have to schedule him every month at this point because he's just cranking <laughs> cranking projects out every every uh, every month get a little get a little velvet bag like what project has drew done this month oh yes this one <laughs> it's uh it's exciting also drew you're you're up for some uh, awards uh for some ennies yes yes i'm um my my writing on Destroyer and the maps I did on Destroyer are both up, which the maps was really a shock for me to see because um, it's I, when I came on it, it's like, you know, oh yeah, writer's supposed to do a little, little quick sketch map to show and then whatever. But I, I went in depth with what I do and it, it was great to see that people acknowledged the, the crazy work that went into that. So I was happy to see somebody that was, that was doing maps for uh, science fiction. Hmm. And right. not just oh look another dungeon. Right. <laughs> not that I don't love dungeons, but well, I, dungeons pretty much monopolize that category every year. <laughs> I'm very I'm very proud of the maps I did for uh, Destroyer. Um, and I think they came out really good. So I'm I'm really happy to see people acknowledge the work that went into that. Um, but yeah, so it, it's won four UK Game Expo awards now in the past few years, and. Um, one any and now up for these two new ennies so the spot. guys that i've played it with on foundry uh have all been panicking about them every time i every time we play they want me to leave the map up they don't care about the rest of the game they just want <laughs> me to show the map just leave the map up and we'll just talk about everything else you know because they're always like what's that there what's this over here can you zoom in on that <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome yeah i mean the, the the key to making maps for me is each level needs to be of an installation. You want an interesting shape. So people can see, oh, this is the one with the round thing and the triangle, you know, and that's mm -hmm. the one with the square and the and, and the L shape. Yeah, it, it it's it helps it to be now, oh, okay, here's another square with square things in it. Yeah. You know, so it's the, that that's it's all about 
what it's the same thing I'm trying to do with the making the these are the yellow pages and this is this. It's like how can I make a shorthand for people to understand where you are now? So, yeah. yeah. Very cool, uh, Drew. If folks want more Andrew E. C. Gaska in their eyes and ears and Don't make it weird, internet. Doug. Making it weird, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? Stop, I'm just, stop, I'm just saying. Stop listing parts now, Doug. Someone's okay. gonna walk up to him at the middle of this, at the middle of the con, and be like, "I want you in my eyes." <laughs> that, that would be me. That would be me. I'm gonna make yeah. it weird for day and security one. happens. Yeah. And paperwork. No, no, no. Boy, if, if if folks want to know more about you, Drew, and and what you do, and they want more Drew Gaska in their in their lives, where should they go? Um. The easiest, if you want, if anyone wants to talk to me or just see what's going on, uh, Facebook is the place. Um, uh, I, you can always send me a message. I answer questions all the time. I'm in the Alien uh, Free League RPG group a lot, answering game questions for that as well. And my blog is a uh, roguereviewer.wordpress.com. Um, I talk about uh, Alien and Terminator and a whole bunch of other stuff over there. Uh, even Star Trek, even though I haven't done anything for Star Trek yet. Um, <laughs> yet. <laughs> oh, that's a goal. Star Trek and Star Wars are on the list. So, um, yeah. So, um, and uh, what's out? Why? In regards to products, if you want to see my new latest products that are out, it's the, it's the Colonial Marines Operations Manual from Free League uh, for Alien. That just came out two weeks ago, and then last week the uh, Choose Your Own Adventure book Eighth Grade Witch came out, which is the first graphic novel adaptation of a Choose Your Own Adventure story. Nice. Um, nice. So um, yeah, those are in stores right now, and uh, this this Carbon Gray thing ends in three days. So get on it while you can. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I want, again, I want to just uh, give a shout out to everyone that uh, watched and listened up until this point. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to remind you that uh, you can join us every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, just search for Victory Condition Gaming on YouTube, and you can join us and uh, be a part of the chat. Uh, just like Waveman and Hungry and and uh, Doug and John. Look at all this chat. Conus. Look at that. I'm trying to think uh, who else. Story Comic, Walter, Cal. Thank you, everyone, for joining us uh, tonight. We gr greatly appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, go back Carbon Gray on, on Kickstarter. Uh, looks like I got a, ch a chew. Uh, geek what? of the North Throat, Lordy, do I hate allergies? Sorry, I said oh. <laughs> <laughs> my allergies are kicking my butt tonight <laughs> uh, that time of year that time of year all right folks i want to thank uh, my co-hosts for joining me this this episode this has been the chaotic good cast episode 116 it was chaotic but it was so good we will see you all next week thanks for having me guys thanks for tuning in Thanks so much for watching this video. Uh, if you would be so kind, make sure you hit that like, comment, and subscribe, all the YouTube jazz that we're supposed to do here. Uh, it really is greatly appreciated. And if you'd like to support us more, uh, you can uh, check us out on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com backslash victoryconditiongaming. We have all sorts of Patreon perks, and it definitely helps support our show. Thank you so much. 
I'm still not used to this whole like StreamYard on on the 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 software that I use for broadcasts. Like they rearranged all of the uh, the layout, and it takes they me like I have to like scroll. Buttons. They move my buttons. <laughs> Don't be moving my never, buttons, people. Never never touch Doug's buttons. Don't touch my. You can touch Drew's buttons, but don't touch mine. I was gonna say wow. don't touch your buttons, but don't don't push. It. Again, don't wear that coat to the con, then, Drew. <laughs> you got too many buttons on it. I think there's a sexual harassment. Uh, <laughs> oh, is there? Yeah. People will be like, "But Doug said I could." Causing like, trouble I'm, before you even get there. <laughs> I'm never doing a convention with Doug ever again. <laughs> so, Drew, you got like your. A, uh, Get your your hand like all uh you know are you exercising your your signing hand to uh sign some some autographs for actually that's funny i probably will wind up with a cramp because i don't i i don't write i type every type yeah right right yeah everybody's a pen for more than five minutes it's like everything crunches up so we might just have to like put like some ink on my nose and just <laughs> nice <laughs> the face imprint yep. <laughs> it's my face um, what better autograph can you ask for? Uh, thanks for having me on with this, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's good. Great having you on. Uh, the other thing we can do is maybe we can like ink paint. You know, have you ever seen this? People do like um, they like ink the palm of a person's hand and have them like oh yeah stick yeah. it on the. We do we do that in kindergarten, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> well, I. Most people's fridges are covered in handprints of their children. I'm just saying, like it's a it's a celebrity thing too. Like some people ask for autographs as well as like a handprint. So maybe we can do that with Drew. That would be so cool if you could like ink your hand and then be just be like, <laughs> I'm never gonna wash my face again. <laughs> so so this is uh, this is confidential information. I think. I'm wait gonna... wait 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 wait. We're still live. We're still live. Oh, fix that. Don't 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 give out confidential information, Drew. Doug never wants to guess about the, the after. Because this is this is this is the this is yeah, the after this is the you, after show. You need, you need to brief people and let them know that yeah, when the credits Drew has been on the show enough we're that we're uh, done. I didn't know that. Wow, I could have said a whole bunch of stuff. Wow, yeah, oh, no, boy. I definitely thankfully, Thankfully, so, so I'm going to tell you, folks that if, if you would yeah. like uh, confidential information from Drew and you would like to have him back on the show again, hit that like button down below and uh, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe we he'll can get him on, on when something he can next actually time. tell folks and in, 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 in not, uh, not spoil it. <laughs> oh, man. Life equation. Like, Push that end button, Doug. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, we're, we're killing Kill the, the feed. Kill the feed. <laughs> have, have a good night, everybody.